Hey, Robin. Hey, is it going, Greg? It's, it's going great, man. It's going great. It's been a long day today, but it's been a great day. I had a great CrossFit workout. Man, I'm such a creature of habit and routine. I just look forward to getting the crap beat out of me every day. Seriously, isn't that like uh, a masochist or something like that? Like, I don't know, <laughs> some crazy term? Like, I don't know. Do you, do, you, do you wear a Solis? Is it a Solis? I don't, even know. I don't even know what that is. Your leg, those metal things to... Like to the, show that you're experiencing the pain that Jesus did, isn't that something? Yeah, like like the like the priest or yeah, something. You like flog yourself. yourself. Yeah, yeah, that's my version of that. Right, that's right. It's <laughs> my version. That's what I'm doing. It's like a religious experience when I'm in the gym for right. other people. I wish. No, anyway. Okay, so so today's show is About. local versus global. Yeah. Go big or stay small. There's going to be people out there who want to want to stay small and others who want to get huge. Yeah, and we're going to talk about very both sides of that issue. Yeah, I mean, I'll tell you, I've got a big retreat coming up tomorrow. I'm excited about it. I've got uh, we're going to be at the Charlotte Knight Stadium in the middle of downtown Charlotte, which is a AAA team in the Chicago White Sox organization. Oddly enough, but we've uh, I'm a season ticket holder there. Okay, and uh, there's just a reason why I like to get in big settings, around big things. I like people. Lifts you I like up. sports. I, I do, man. It like, I mean, after a hard day, grinding out locally, it's yeah. nice to go to a ball game in a big city and just, you know, kind of be a part of it. I like that. I like plugging into that, the bigness, you know, just the big stuff that's going on. Well, you like going up to New York City now and then, don't you? And energizing. Yeah, we're you said we're, yeah, man. Just, I mean, just the more people, the better the possibilities. I mean, it shows you that really anything's possible. Mm-hmm. The amount of money and things that are poured into and built upon that island is unreal. Yeah. In Manhattan true. and the surrounding yes. boroughs. So, I mean, it's a lot of people. You know, it's teamwork. It's really teamwork. I mean, it's awesome. I mean, you think they did they stay small? No. No, man, no. I mean, that's the point. The big apple, right? So, I mean, I know that people have arguments for staying small. Okay? And if that's what you want to do, that's fine. No one can tell you what you need to do. Right. I think I think it's imperative to think big and bigger. In fact, I have problems with thinking big sometimes. Because I get stuck in the day to day and the grind, what I call the, you know, the shit. Okay, yeah. and I get stuck in it every day, grinding it out, the suck, if you will. I get stuck there, putting out fires. Right? You get frustrated that you're in that, you're at that level. Well, I think you have to. St- I think you have to there. step out. No, not really. I mean, look, I'm not above doing anything. In fact, I think it's great to do things. You know pick up trash, do whatever around the office, around your yeah. business. You know, it shows leadership too. I mean, that's a great leadership thing, but um, uh, lead by example. But but no, I think you have to think strategically big. And I think you should step back to think strategically big. Yeah. I'm having, there's, yeah, no, there's no coincidence that I'm having a, a big retreat tomorrow for the office. You're coming along mm-hmm. and it's going to be at the ballpark in the home run club overlooking the city right downtown. And that's where we want to be. I mean, we want to be in the middle of that. I mean, we want to be a part of that. 
we want to plug into that economy, plug into that river and flow, man. Yeah, Jump I mean, when, when you're around something like that, it does, it does lift you up. Right. It's but, like being around people who are very enthusiastic. You automatically get filled with that enthusiasm yourself. You can't help it. Sure. If they have direction and purpose, yeah. Yeah, I mean, you still get enthusiastic. Sure. You may just not go anywhere. Yeah. <laughs> so, you know, I think it's important to, uh, um, I think it's important to think big. Okay. I mean, I, 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 you can make the arguments for stay local because mm-hmm. I'm gonna, I'm gonna keep thinking bigger. I mean, I think well, that's, you, that's that's great though. That's that's yeah. good for you. Yeah. That works for you. It wouldn't work for well, you. I'll say this. I think I think you have to build a base first. Okay. I mean, I think it's just like a political campaign. You secure your base or an or an or a war. Yeah. You secure your base and surrounding area first as a platform to launch from to get Well, it's it's first. like any any building you find up in New York City. If it hasn't got a decent foundation, it won't last. It'll right, but I mean I'm coming out of Shelby, North Carolina, which is about forty five minutes outside of Charlotte. Now you still okay. got to have your base. You still got to have right. that. So foundation. I've got my base, okay, right. And it's my economic base that I built, mm-hmm. right. And and I've gotten as many recruits as I can as clients here, yeah. my team, and then we're looking to attack other places and win in other places. And I'm I'm just going to go as big as possible, which is the one of the largest cities around, which is Charlotte. Right. So we're going to go there first. Okay. It would be like living an hour, probably several hours outside of New York. Okay. New York City. Because the commute of 45 minutes to Charlotte or Spartanburg or Asheville, Asheville's about an hour 20 short. Spartanburg's about 45 short. Downtown Charlotte's about 45 minutes. That's nothing for somebody who lives in a suburb of Chicago or New York or a major city. Yeah, I mean, they spend that in the traffic jam. Yeah, they spend that in traffic. I mean, or more, you know, that kind of that kind of lifestyle is somewhat stressful just getting into work, let alone the work itself. Right. But it's but it's worth it. I mean, why why do people do it? Money. Yeah. Money. Money. Mostly. Because you can't you can't afford the big house in the burbs. Right. Unless you're plugged into the economy in Chicago. Or New York. You just can't do it. Yeah. Okay. Or can you? And I'll make that argument too. I think if you step back, is it thinking, is it thinking small, thinking that you physically have to fight traffic and be in a major metropolitan area to make the kind of money you want to make? Is that small minded thinking? I wouldn't think that was small minded thinking. I could make an argument it is. All right. Okay. Because you, I do, or, or maybe that's one part of the mix, okay, mm-hmm. is to physically have a presence there. Let's say that I want to, tomorrow at the retreat, one of the things I'm going to talk about is being a nationwide presence as mm-hmm. soon as possible. And how to do that. By having a, I'll make, I'll, I'll give you an example. Um, is PayPal or Amazon. Do they have to be located 
in a major metropolitan area? No. No. Why? They don't have to have a physical presence. They don't have a physical presence. They, they, well, I think Amazon does now, but they don't have to. It, they never did before. It can, it can be anywhere and everywhere at the same time. It's small-minded to think. Is it thinking local to think that I have to go physically into a large city to make the money I want to make? It's thinking local, yeah. It is thinking local. Yeah. I mean, even local is Shelby, which is 45 minutes outside of Charlotte, right? Right. And to drive into Charlotte's 45. But still, when I'm there, if I have a brick and mortar, I'm local there, too. Yeah. Even if I'm local multiple places, right? And then I might start to become regional. That right. takes time. Right. It takes overhead. It takes yeah, money. It does, it does take time. Yeah. If I were more strategic, could I sit back and think of a way to go national or global with what from Shelby, North Carolina, and not give a shit if I drive into Charlotte and fight traffic or not. Yeah, absolutely. I think it is. Yeah. I think it's small-minded. to. Now, I'm not saying it's not part of the mix, okay? It's not part of the actual business, a brick and mortar, right? We have a brick and mortar for I our suppose, elderly. I suppose the argument there would be going into Charlotte, if you're based in Shelby, going into Charlotte would be the next level of your, your foundation. If you're interested in climbing, taking steps or baby steps, yeah, yes, I agree. And it could be part of the mix. It, it, it I actually be. wrote this out last night thinking about this whole seminar coming up that we're going to do tomorrow, this retreat for the office. I suppose also another aspect of it would be if someone believes they could make the leap from, say, as an example, Shelby to a national presence in one there go. You go. Sure. I mean, we just build, financially, a, build a hub or center here. Financially, would they be able to do it? I mean, that's quite a leap. Sure. It would require a considerable. What would it require? Financial backing, I would have thought, it? depending on. I mean, we're talking physical presence or online presence. You know what? I just upgraded. I upgraded our site because it was running slow, right? Because of it's gotten so big. Yeah, it's pretty massive. About ninety-eight percent faster or something. As by switching to say a VPS like server, that. right? Virtual private server. Okay. Right. As opposed to a dedicated server, we could step up there. I want to say it cost me a couple hundred dollars mm -hmm. for the year. I just simply need to promote now the promotion or the driving traffic to say a web form, the one I had you try a little bit ago. Mm -hmm to drive, say, a certain segment of the population to fill it out, to target that segment, to fill it out and hire us to do a job for them. Right. Buy a pro it could be buy a product. It could be us as provide benefits, right? get benefits approved. Yeah. That's what I'm interested in doing. I'm interested in perfecting that model. So all of that could be done online. Why the hell can't I do it for me? It costs me a couple hundred dollars a year mm -hmm. to host it. The trick is thinking about how to promote it and get it in front of the right eyes to engage them. Yeah. And then following up with a call. I mean, they got a call center, people looking at the leads coming in that are calling back. Now, from a legal standpoint, would that cause any issue because you're going out of state? As an attorney? Well, I'm an attorney. Right. It could. 
Not for not for a federal benefits program. Unless you had connections. Not for a federal benefits program, it wouldn't. Okay. Just from the benefits part. Now, if I were doing legal planning for them that was state specific that qualified in for that benefit, I'd associate in another attorney in that state. But for maybe a company, that's, maybe that's a legal network that I already belong to, like elder counsel. But for a company, say like like an Amazon, a small version of Amazon or whatever. Yeah, they could. Dude, Amazon started small. All these things started small. Well, you've got to start somewhere, unless you've got one yeah, heck of an idea. Oh, unless you're one of these. Yeah, but, but you know what? Lot, lot I think time, those things are fake as shit, though. Like these the guys time, who, oh, I just made a hundred million dollars because I made an app. You know what I mean? Well, sure. That's great for that person, okay? That's great. Good for you, right? But a lot of the time, that can cause its own headache if you're going so fast. If you are growing that fast, you may not have the infrastructure to but be Those people are one-offs. I mean, great. They, they, are, cashed, yes. they cashed out. They won the lotto. That's great, okay? But I think that's about as rare as winning the lottery. I mean, yeah. seriously. Yeah, I agree. Most businesses, like Jeff Bezos, and those are the, you, know, you, you don't do that. No. Um Overnight, no. it's a long time, decades even, yeah. to grow to that point, right? It's a great idea, right? It's plugged into a lot of things, so, but it takes the grind mm-hmm. every day. My, my thoughts, though, what's the difference between thinking really large and thinking local? What's the difference? Attitude. Attitude is one. Okay. Getting the fear out of the way of doing it. I mean, it's all mental. I would have thought. The yeah, other, maybe whole, maybe you're whole, scared of something. Yeah. The whole concept of of being small, you can you're in your comfort zone. You're, you're in control. You can, yeah. I've heard the term "stay small, keep it all." Right. It means you just <laughs> you, know, you keep it small, you keep control of it, and you just. I mean, going keep big, all the money. For most people, that would, gotta let that go would of control. Mean, and, a lot of unknowns. Well, actually, what you say is is exactly right. It's all about control. The more, more you can learn to let go of control and trust others. Yeah. And trust yourself. The more you'll, the more you'll prosper and oddly enough, stay in control. Yeah. Because really, yeah, if you're staying of... small and controlling everything and doing everything, are you really in control? Not really. No, you're running you around. You're, you're running control. around like a mad person. Yeah. You, you know? think I mean, you're in control. No, but, but, you're, you're, really but you're really not in control because you don't have the money to hire people enough people to actually allow you to sit back and strategically think and be in control. Right. And to, to get bigger, you're going to likely have to let go of a lot of that control and delegate. Oh, well, you have to. to other people. Otherwise so you have to learn to trust. Now we're back to blue ocean and we're back to trusting and we're back to, to those really fundamental things. Okay. But right now for me, like even now I'm sick and guessing like even, and I want people at this retreat to get this. Okay. I want them to get it. I don't know if they will or not. I think even me taking the crew to Charlotte, to the ballpark, looking out over the city, everything, right? Mm-hmm. Like that's going to be the setting for them. Like maybe that's bullshit. Like maybe that's actually thinking too small. Like, I need to take them to a conference room on the moon so they can, like, see the whole planet. You know what I mean? Or I need to yeah. keep them in, you know, 
Uh, I'm joking, right? I, I guess I'm, I'm saying too, think global, yeah, or just cool. th- or keep them in Shelby and throw a picture of the world up on a television screen, right? I mean, that's really what we're talking about. Yeah. I mean, in fact, if I opened up tomorrow and talk, I may say with the skyline in my background. I mean, and it's not like it's far away; it's in the middle of the freaking city. I mean, skyscrapers everywhere. Mm-hmm. This is all bullshit. This infrastructure, this overhead, all this is bullshit. Pick up my computer and my iPad and say, this is the key to our... And then hold up like a globe and say, this is where where we want to go. And we don't want to go there in a year, 12 months from now. We want to go there now. That might be quite a big step for a lot of them. Then do I have the right people? <laughs> well, it, it, I suppose. It, let me let me let me use a different analogy. I want to win the World Series this year. I'm the owner of a major league baseball team. And the, I'm the general manager. Let's say I'm the general manager, which is what I want to be in my business, the general manager, instead of a player coach. Right. I want to stop playing basketball and start being the general manager. I don't even want to coach it. I want to be the general manager. I want my office manager to coach it, coach the game. So if I want to win the World Series and you say, you're thinking, hey, man, that might be a big step for these boys, right, for these guys, then do I have the right team? You would have to make that team believe they could do it. As long as they have the – I mean, all likely, if they've got to that level, they've probably got some level of, of talent to be able to make it that far, but – it would be probably 90% belief that they could do it. If they don't have that belief, they won't do it. I mean, you know, the, the top echelon of the sports world, there's not a lot of difference between them and the, the lower levels, but it, they believe they're up there. They know they do. They they do. That's, that's true. That's true. I mean, belief has a lot to do with it, and that's part of leadership. Yeah. You would have to make them believe that they could. If you could do that, then the world's your oyster, basically. I think anyone can. But the teams that win, the teams that win, I don't think are playing that much above their talent level. The teams that win the World Series, okay, they they never get. It's more of a mentality. It's it's out of a. I wouldn't say it's a cockiness. It's more of a workmanlike attitude. They just know they're good. They know that even if they lose, they're going to win tomorrow. Mm -hmm. They don't get too down after the losses. They don't get too up after the wins. And they keep going, grinding it out. So really, I guess I'm, what I'm saying is I don't want to have to. I do want to motivate my team, mm-hmm. but I want a capable team. I want a team capable of winning the World Series. So I think that Thanks, goes man, back to really... hiring and putting together your team. Yeah. Yeah. Things like tomorrow reveal that. But even even with their professional checks. baseball teams or sports players, you would you can find one player who's who's played brilliantly on one team, goes to another, and just 
sucks. Just doesn't have it. And does he not have it? What did he lose? Do you lose the motivation? Oh, it, it, is it the scheme of the team? Is it the exactly. atmosphere? It's coach. Something up in oh, it's mental. It is mental. Him. I agree. That's mental. Maybe it's just not an, uh, a level of inspiration that is at that new team. Or you got to have the right team. You got to have team. You got to have the right support. You do as well. You do. I agree with that. Right management. And it doesn't matter how much that I want to go global, global, or go make the United States my my local, my territory. Yeah. Feeding into our business. It, it won't happen unless everybody on the team's on board and can do their jobs individually. And it does make a difference with regard. I mean, if you look at. But I don't think it takes forever. I think it can be put together. Sure. Very quickly with the right people, as long as you have the right people and good people. I and mean, if you look at also the these managers of these teams, though, you'll find a particular manager just winning year after year after year. Right. There's a reason that they're doing that. That it's sometimes they have to be good yes. at what they're doing. I agree. We're doing good at what they're team. doing. It's not just because they always have the best team. That's true. They bring about the best team by being who they are. They do. But I mean, okay. That's how I see. Yeah, it. the Michael Jordan Bulls. I think I could coach that team. <laughs> Why? Why do you think you could coach them? Because they're 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 phenomenal. Phil Jackson, amazing coach. Yes, mm-hmm. brings out the best in his players. One is a player. One is a coach. Went to the Lakers. One with the Lakers, the Kobe and Shaq and all these guys. Tons of championships. He has mm-hmm. tons of rings as a coach, and he has a couple as a player with the Knicks. Right. Although as a general manager, I think he's been a disaster for the Knicks. He, or maybe he's director of basketball operations. Anyway, he's kind of like the GM role for the Knicks now. He's doing horribly. The coach, he was awesome. Okay, but but uh, um, yeah, but I mean, money has a lot to do with that too. Yes. I mean, the Yankees win a lot, but it's because they're spending a lot more coin than other teams in other markets. That's one reason, because they're buying the best people and the best talent, and the best coaches, right? And the ball players are easy to coach. So if you've got the right players in the field, dude, even even a bad coach can win, right? If you've got if you've yeah. got Michael Jordan on your team, and you've got other good players, yeah, it's all about putting the right players in the field in the right positions. I still think mentality, the mentality is a lot to do with it. You put a great leader with them, and they can do anything. Yeah. I'm even realizing now how far we have to go, even as a firm, to get to where I want to go. And how long is it going to take us to get there? That's a lot of what we're going to talk about tomorrow. Yeah. And I'm going to be chomping at the bit because I want us to get there quick. Even as the hours tick by, I'm going to want us to get to the point quick. And it's going to take Bob, Bob Demers, he's going to do our, our retreat tomorrow. Right. It's going to take Bob a, long, a while to get to that point, to get everybody to the point. Uh, this is who we are. This is who you are individually. This is who we are as a team. This is where Greg wants you to go. Are we going? How are we going to get there?
And I think you're going to see a lot of fear tomorrow. The last time I did a retreat like this, there was crying and yelling. None of it by me, (laughs) but by team members who did not like the questions that Bob asked them. What sort of questions were they being asked? Just very personal ones or just very revealing ones? Just revealing questions. Okay. You know Bob. Yeah. Bob's going to identify, Bob can smell your fear from like a mile away. (laughs) Okay. And, and can tell, I mean, things like this, it reveals commitment to the job, commitment to the team, which really reveals personal information about the person themselves. Right. And their willingness to mesh with a team. Are they, do they have potential of being a good teammate? Are they the wrong person? You start messing with somebody's job, they get, Defensive, or they're, they're, or you go personal on them. Everything is personal, right? You can. Uh, I'm gonna leave this crap at the door. No, well, it's not. How, you how walk many, through the door, you idiot. How many of the team that are coming tomorrow were at the last one? Is there new members? There are new members. Yes, a small. We've gone. We had some turnover over the last couple of years. Hmm. When we did a couple of years ago, and, yeah, we got some much much of Is there some that were at that? That well, Hayden, but Hayden's not going tomorrow. Okay, Hayden's going to man the phones here along with my wife Stephanie. So they're going to just kind of skeleton crew at the office, manning the phones, hmm. and we'll be at the retreat. And our office manager is different now. What right? And our our team's different. I was trying to think of if uh, Diane was here, but Diane wasn't here yet. So they Diane wasn't. We didn't. We didn't even have a probate department then. They don't know what they're in for. No. <laughs> and I think it'll be good. We do have a good team. Okay. Yeah. But some of them are young, and they haven't yet. I mean, the introspection hasn't occurred for them yet. I guess when I was young, I just knew who I was and I did stuff. Kind of wish I was still that way. I mean, when you're doing a retreat like this, do you have to be somewhat careful that your team isn't going to stand up and just walk off and quit? I don't know. I don't think so. I think that's the purpose of the retreat. Okay. To see who's dedicated. Oh, it'll become extremely elegant, evident who's I can't even talk. It will become extremely evident. It will become extremely evident who's committed and who's not. That will be clear because you will see people hesitate to commit, hesitate to get on board, make excuses for reasons they can't. Okay, and it will all come from a personal place. Oh, absolutely. Okay, and and it will. Yeah, and well, here's the better question. And back to my point: How can I get? to a nationwide presence, thinking big, right? I mean, I guess that's my local market, okay? If I'm nationwide, that's my market. It's a big yeah. market. I can't call it nation local. I guess, I, guess I could if I was looking well, at the globe. Yeah. You know, that's my local, local, that's my country, right? But, uh, but, and I could do, sure, I could do my benefits pr- just firm, you know, just that part of the firm, nation, uh, worldwide. Mm-hmm. There are vets all over. Oh, absolutely. And so, so, uh, do if I want to win the World Series, right. back to that. 
And my boys are having trouble wrapping their heads around that. And they're not committed. I want to win the World Series. I spent a lot of money on this team, on these players. Right? I need you to be a kick-ass center fielder. I need you to be a great catcher. I need you to pitch. You, know, you guys need to work on the pitching staff over here. You know? I need you guys all in. Are, we, are you in? If I start, if I get pushback and hesitation from those people, now I could I could work on getting buy-in. But if if it's just a fundamental reality that those people are not committed to our team, some of them are not committed to our team. Do I care if they huff and walk off? Do I need those well, team members? Not the ones who just quit on the spot. No, I mean the ones that quit on the spot really. It's just a job, nothing more. What about the ones that just keep hanging out and that you hate to fire and you hate to let go and you're just dead weight on your team? Do you keep a first baseman around because you just like them? I wouldn't have thought so, no. No, they got skills, man. And you know what? If you like them, that's a bonus. You don't want to be a cancer in the locker room. I mean, you know, you want, in fact, if you want an A player that you win the World Series with, I'm going I'm to bet – that they're not going to be a cancer in the locker room. They're not going to have a, a crappy attitude. Mm-hmm. They're going to have a great attitude. They're going to commit to the team, and that's your A player that you need. It's no different in a business. I think no commitment or the level of commitment from what you're talking about, for someone to commit, it can be based in, in fear as to whether they can do it. If they don't, If they don't think they can do it, they may not commit. So it would be up to me to convince them they can do it. Yeah. Or to put their faith in me that I'll bring that out in them. Yeah. Help them. Right. Provide training. Right. Right. Provide motivation. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, if there's certainly ways of doing it. And it'll be interesting to see what happens. I can't wait. We'll have to ha- we'll have to carry this on next week. Well, we're going to update next week on how many people in our crew <laughs> got up and yelled and walked out and quit on spot. Should write about retreats somehow. The retreat I did a couple of years ago started up upheaval uh, an upheaval in my firm and in me personally. That's still going on today. And well, it has been positive in certain respects. It has all been positive. That doesn't mean it all went the way I wanted it to. Yeah. Because, damn it, I wanted everybody at that retreat to be the right person in the right seat on the bus to help me win the World Series. But you know what? They weren't all committed. They weren't all the right people. And just because I wanted them to be the right people doesn't mean they were. Just because I wanted them to come around and buy in and all this stuff. Buy in is kind of bullshit, though. You either have committed people or you don't, not that are willing to follow a leader. Mm-hmm. There's some people you can crack and turn them around. But you spend a lot of energy doing that. Yeah, and you don't ever know. That, that. You buy the horse that helps you win the race, you know, that, that wins you the race. And you get the best jockey. Yeah, that's part of the team. That's the teamwork between the horse, I guess, and the jockey. And the jockey has to get it out of the horse, too. Yeah, absolutely. Right? There's a relationship there. Yeah. But no, I think uh, I can't wait to do the retreat. We are thinking big. 
I'm a big fan of thinking big. I think you stay small, you keep it all. That's great. And you're also going to keep your income. So you're going to run yourself to death. But, you know, that's those are my thoughts. Okay. And so, I'm going to keep looking. I'm going to keep thinking big, growing big until I have a nationwide business. Period. So if, if people have any questions about what we're speaking about here, what we're talking about, you can call us on one 866 And if anybody didn't understand that, it was one 866 for those of you in the United States. Okay, go ahead. <laughs> you can go to lawyergreg.com and check out the uh, – there's a lot of – a lot of stuff on the site, a lot of webinars, uh, lots of videos and articles and all kinds of stuff. There is our lawyer book, and we are getting stuff up about the next book, Multi Multi, which will be coming out relatively soon. We still need to get – I'm going to stop saying this because it's just not going to I've got to get the audio book up for Rockstar It's so good. Okay. Right. So yeah. within the next couple of weeks, that's going to happen for us. Yeah. We're slowly going through it and, uh, and editing it out. But um, you know what? Uh, go to uh, lawyergreg.com, buy the book, go to Amazon, go to iTunes, go to, go to uh, Kindle and get the Rockstar Lawyer book. It's freaking awesome. Yes, it is. And uh, you, know what you, you know what you remind me of when you're getting that phone number? Game of Thrones. Have you ever seen Game of Thrones? I've never seen Don't it. Don't watch it with your kid. That's all I, <laughs> I had never seen one either until season six comes out, and it's like this huge thing. Oh, God, everybody's freaking out on Facebook because Game of Thrones is coming out, right? And I'm like, okay, I've held out long enough. I'm going to watch an episode. Straight up, a lot of British guys and gals and soft porn. It's like <laughs> medieval soft porn. That's what it is. With, <laughs> with British accents. It's awesome. I love it. Dude. I love it. I'm hooked. I'm like halfway through the season. Now I hadn't slept in like a week because I'm just watching the whole first season. No, I can't say I've watched it. The, the thing I'm watching at the moment is the History Channel with all the stuff about the America's first serial killer, H.H. H. Holmes. Oh, okay. Well, this is nothing about that. Who and who they're trying to prove was was also Jack the Ripper. So it's pretty interesting stuff. So like he migrated. He immigrated. He was an immigrant. Well, he was a serial killer here, and then and there's went this there. gap of time during which the Ripper murders happened. Right. And they're trying to prove that it was along the same lines, similar in certain respects. So Game of Thrones is absolutely historically inaccurate, okay? It has nothing to do with history <laughs> whatsoever, but it's awesome. I, it's I like really the History good. Channel. I'm a, yeah. I'm a history, history. I like history, too, too, but this has nothing to do. This is like history with a lot of naked people. <laughs> yeah, excellent. Anyway, yeah. So anyway, but uh, yeah, I just you never hear that. People are just like, oh, Game of Thrones. That's what my wife was talking about. She's like, oh, Game of Thrones is awesome. And then we watched that episode. She's like, I can't believe that she watches Game of Thrones. <laughs> <laughs> like nobody ever talks about that. It's like a Sarah porn movie. You know? I can't even talk to Sarah Perman. I, I, dude, I gotta go home and eat. Okay. See you later. We'll come to you next week <laughs> where we'll be talking about the results of the retreat and also right. uh, some other interesting stuff. Peace.